Democrats and the pro-democracy community had huge wins on election night, November 7th, bucking the BS media narratives that were out there. It was a massive repudiation of Trump, a massive repudiation of MAGA extremism, and a massive victory for pro-democracy and normalcy. Yet, despite the results of November 7th, the media continues to spew its stew of trite anti-Biden narratives while normalizing Trump. We will break it down. And Trump blamed the defeat by the GOP on what he referred to as the access of idiots, referring to other Republicans like Mitch McConnell and Ron DeSantis. Look, Losers going to do loser things. And that's what Donald Trump does, just blames everybody else. And speaking of loser things, Donald Trump gave a speech in Florida on Wednesday, the same time as a GOP presidential debate. Talk about losers that he refused to show up to, where he praised the leader of Hungary once again, Viktor Orban, once again, stated that it fronts Russia, whatever that even means, which it doesn't. And he praised the leader of North Korea. Kim Jong-un and confused North Korea with China. The cognitive decline continues and just the dangerous weirdness, like what is even going on there? Compare that to President Biden, who met with the head of the United Auto Workers Union in Illinois after standing in solidarity with the workers throughout the strike. I mean, it was the first president to stand on a picket line with striking workers. And ultimately, that led to a deal that nobody thought was possible for the auto workers. The biggest raises, the job benefits, People never thought that these results would take place, and we'll cover President Biden's speech there. Also, it's about like eight days until another government shutdown, and the MAGA Republicans in Congress are learning all the wrong lessons from November 7th. That's not surprising. That's why they are MAGA. They're proposing more national abortion bans. They're subpoenaing Hunter Biden and President Biden's brother, James Biden. At the same time, it was uncovered that the MAGA Republican chair of the Oversight Committee, James Comer, made massive loans in excess of $200,000 to his brother in Kentucky. And mind you, James Comer has oversight or had oversight over the agriculture uh, industry, and his loans to his brother were in the field of agriculture. He also has all these shady LLCs that like don't even exist on paper, but find their way onto the disclosures the same way MAGA Mike doesn't have bank accounts. Anyway, mm-hmm. let's also recap President Biden's accomplishments because legacy media ain't going to do that at all. Let's talk about all of that and more. By the way, Ivanka's testimony, a busy week indeed. I'm out in Florida right now for Michael Popak's wedding. Wow. 
Wow. Congratulations. I'm not even sure if I'm allowed to disclose, but Popox wedding. <laughs> and, uh, and that's why and I the Midas right. mighty deserves to know about it. Whether Nothing or not Popox wants to tell them, we are telling them here on the Midas <laughs> Touch. We definitely did not get approval to say that, but uh, okay. Now that, now that we're there, uh, it's great to see you guys. Uh, ben, you got like the dark Ben look today, right? This is like your version of dark Brandon right now in the flesh. And we got plenty to talk about. You know, I think this week has sort of proven our, our thesis kind of true that the American people are absolutely sick of what they are seeing out there. They are sick of the extremism. All that people want is normalcy. Mm-hmm. They want to see our democracy work. They want to see bipartisanship. They want to see people working together in yes, order to people. help the American Kim people. Jong-un what they don't want are the, is this MAGA craziness that has become so pervasive, so ugly. And when people get a glimpse of it, even in deep red states, as we've seen in these elections, they oftentimes reject it. Because nobody wants these extremists telling them how to live their lives, who they could love, what they should be able to do with their bodies or not be able to do with their bodies. And that was on full display in those incredible democratic victories, those pro-democracy victories that we saw Tuesday night. I don't think a lot of people saw that coming. The narratives were all getting ready to say how this was a disastrous night for Joe Biden. They were they were just like salivating for that narrative, which is a narrative that they've run with in the past. Yep. So what did they do when the results did not pan out the way that they were hoping? They, they had to stick with their narrative. They had to invent more stories to try to cover Keep up the spin their past going. reporting. Keep Don't admit the spin that you're going. wrong. Spin the spin. We will get spin into all spin. of that. And you got to know that we always bring the receipts, folks. Ooh. Jordy, how you doing, man? I'm doing really well. And just like you said, Brett, like when the elections went down earlier this week, I'm, you know, if you're a Midas Touch podcast listener, you probably weren't shocked again by the results. Because you know that there's a large pro-democracy voice that exists in this country that doesn't want those MAGA crazies to take the reins. And so just like we said, when there was a, you know, a reaction, let's just call it, let's not even call it an overreaction, to the polls that had come out earlier in the week showing you know, Trump leading Biden in this category and that category, they're trying to you know, show polls from a year out. It's just like, ultimately, look, one, just like we said on their show earlier this week, at least I said, uh, use it as motivation. You guys know what you're doing. You know, the listeners of the show, the viewers of the show, they know exactly just to put their heads heads down, ignore the noise and continue to push forward pro-democracy ideals because those will always win out. Don't get complacent. Definitely don't get complacent. Use it as motivation. Use those janky polls and those weird stories that janky. constantly get thrown in your face. Use it as motivation. I call it Ponzi scheme fail. reporting. Yes. They launder- yes. They launder in these false narratives and like a Ponzi scheme, once the false narratives are proven to be false, they then launder in a new false narrative to replace the old (laughs) false narrative to double down on the false narrative. And then it all becomes exposed and then they come up with another false narrative. And this is what I wrote on my uh, social media account. Um, Let me just read it to you because this this was as I was reading all of these just like ridiculous narratives after it's so obvious what actually took place because it's in front of our eyes that the media was spreading. This is what I wrote. 
the lesson from all the recent special elections and the recent November 7th election is actually not that America is a very divided country. Americans simply want normalcy and actually share a lot in common. It is the media in search of conflict and ratings combined with self-interested provocateurs in search of power and self-aggrandizement who sow the seeds of division among Americans so that authoritarianism can fill the void. What is so astonishing to me is the magnetism of authoritarianism and fascism. Like flies to UV light, it should seem obvious the fate that awaits us and the path to avoid the fly trap of fascism. Its bright, beaming warning signs are there for us all to see. Yet seemingly intelligent people, for various short-sighted and self-interested reasons who have the ability to change course, fall right into the trap and ignore history's basic lessons. And I wrote that just earlier today when I was seeing these narratives and comparing that to like what's going down at these Trump rallies. I don't know if you saw this one that took place in Florida the other day at the exact same time as the GOP debate, which Trump refuses to show up at. Just think about how the party already is just totally authoritarian. The authoritarian leader doesn't feel that he even needs to show up to a debate. Then you have all these other GOP figures who are supposedly even debating, but they're talking about who wants to cut Social Security more than the other and who wants to pass a more draconian abortion ban and who wants to take away the rights of people. And then you've got like Ron DeSantis doing like weird lizard tongue things and he's like wearing <laughs> he's like wearing high heels. And then you've got Vivek Ramasamwe just like making up like all these weird lies. And you have Nikki Haley saying to Vivek Ramasamwe, you make me sick, you sicken me. And it's just like what even is that? And then you compare that to like Governor Andy Bashir of Kentucky, a Democrat who wanted a deep red state, who's talking about what can we do as Americans? What are we for? Not what are we against or who do we want to hurt or who are we going to bully today? What are we for? You saw that in the Virginia elections, right? With both chambers going Democratic. You see that with issue one in Ohio. You see that with the Supreme Court seat in Pennsylvania. I mean, you see this throughout the country. Americans want normalcy. Americans know what's up. And by the way, it's easy to know what's up. Like, let me show you this Trump event. Let me show you what went down. Let me show you what was repudiated on the November 7th election. And you see it in all of the data. People are sick of this. They're like, what the heck is this? This isn't America. This is Roseanne Barr. I mean, the fact that I'm even saying I even intro something with that. Let me just pause. That's the sentence. Yeah, that's the sentence. The fact that the sentence is this is Roseanne Barr without even showing you what she says. Um, But she's the warm up act. And they always have a Roseanne Barr type warm up act. You know, first, they usually have, you know, someone who's like a purported pastor who says something really like deranged and like, whoa, it's like, please, God, make sure you strike down Trump 
I'm saying? It's always something like that to start. And then yeah. you always have like a Roseanne Barr who could be Marjorie Taylor Greene. It could be Kelly Ward, the former head of the Arizona Republican Party. And then you get Trump. Like that's the, that's the way. And Trump's speeches are basically at this point, I memorize, I, you know, it's, it's like a sick thing that I remember. I can pretty much tell you what he's going to say in his speech. Yeah, we'll we'll be like, did he do this bit during the speech? Like, like with this, how we go yeah. to the speech. Did, 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 on this speech, did he go, uh, 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 or did he go, uh, uh, uh. And I mean, that's, that's, that's he, he, where he do the Orban's bordering on Russia thing. Uh, to yeah, the, did, the did, he, did he, did he hit Orban or did he go, uh. okay, so let me, I mean, that, that's where they're at right now. This is, this is Roseanne Barr. And just, I won't even just watch for yourself her lead into Donald Trump's speech. Aren't we all fed up with the deep state bullshit? And the bullshit. <laughs> we want Trump, the Magador, to kill that goddamn bull. And the bullshit. Kill that goddamn bull. 5150. Yeah, 5150. I mean, come on, man. We want the Magador. The Magador. Like, how is this real life? How is this the other major political party in the United States of America? And how is there any legacy media that's out there that, 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 I mean, that doesn't reflect on this. That doesn't go, you know what? This was a thing. This is the leading candidate for the Republican Party right now. Maybe we should cover what's happening rather than after President Biden has a massive victory for the pro-democracy community. The media's reaction is, let's just attack President Biden. By the way, Roseanne Barr, which is just, just so you know that I'm not just saying that like that happens in, in, in all of the speeches. Let's just go. Do we have the Arizona clip? Right, I know we have the library. Let's go to Arizona. This is from. I, I, I keep this one on deck, Ben. I you keep this one on deck. You know exactly yeah, what, I'm, what I'm talking about. Yeah, Kelly yeah. Ward. This is the former leader of the Arizona <laughs> Republican, former leader of the Arizona Republican Party, and you might as well be Roseanne Barr. Here, watch this. Hey, stand up if you're ultra mega. Ultra. Okay. Well, I mean, like, what, what, what are we gonna tell our kids and our grandkids? I mean, <laughs> I, I know I say this like probably every episode, but for one moment, imagine the media reaction if this was the warm-up act to a Joe Biden event, wall-to-wall coverage, probably every single day of the week, nonstop, demanding apologies, demanding statements, front page of the newspaper. But it's this is every Donald Trump rally, and they just treat it like a. Nothing happened last night. Just and in fact, it's worse because when you do see the coverage of these these events, because one of the things that we always do also after these events, mm -hmm. we go, okay, Trump spoke in Florida, Trump spoke in Iowa. Let's see what the Iowa paper is saying about that event. And every single time, it's not like five times out of ten, seven times, ten times out of ten, 
The articles are Donald Trump came to Iowa with a thunderous crowd that chanted as Trump uh, gave his speech defiantly. The crowd chanted, Trump, Trump, we want more Trump. As Trump said his brilliant message about economic, da, 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 and we're like, what, what is ha- what is happening here? And if that's the way that people are getting their news about these events, no wonder why they're misinformed. No wonder why they think the way they do. But I know we got more, Ben, so I'm not going to. Well, could you imagine like President Biden's speech? I'm trying to come up with a celebrity who's a President Biden's part, like Mark Hamill. Right? Could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine? Like, I mean, like, could you imagine? He's the warm-up act, and and he starts like going, you know, this is the this is the Bidenator, and <laughs> the Bidenator. I mean, people would be like, whoa, you know, and and then and then imagine President Biden then takes the stage and he goes, you know, who's really really powerful? You know, who's powerful? The authoritarian leader of Hungary, Viktor Orban. He has all the power. I mean, you'd be like, you'd be like, I mean. I mean, if President Biden like sneezes during a speech, you know, there will be, oh, did you see that sneeze? I mean, he, he sneezed <laughs> sure. and then he sneezed and then he sniffled. And and I, I'm I just think that how unprofessional you can't sneeze during your speech. I mean, it's stuff like that that I'm like, I'm like, Donald Trump has Roseanne Barr saying kill the deep blue state, calling him the Magador, orange mafia chance. Magador. The Magador. By the way, so so then he has his his lawyer either moonlights as the host of the propaganda <laughs> network that broadcasts these events, or she moonlights as his lawyer. I'm not sure which mm. is which, but this is Christina Bob, who also moonlights as his custodian of records, who signs declarations under penalty of perjury that documents are returned to the Department of Justice that are not. That Christina Bob. And in response to the massive defeat by the GOP on November 7th, what do you think she says? What do you think she says it was uh, caused by? If you guessed the MAGA Republicans, so they must be saying election fraud in Kentucky. You guessed right. Ding, ding, ding. Here, play that clip. Election. Well, I think what yesterday proved was that the voters show up for Donald Trump and no one else. I mean, that's effectively what happened. I mean, you didn't you didn't have conservative turnout in a lot of these places. I mean, the Mississippi, Mississippi governor, Republican governor, won re-election. Uh, the down ballot in Kentucky was all Republican, with the one exception of the governor voting Democrat. I thought that's an interesting, an interesting race. That you know, I, I don't, I don't have any reason one way or another to try to opine on what happened in Kentucky, but it is interesting to me that the entire statewide down ballot, which had about probably five other races on it, all went solidly Republican, about 60-40, and yet it flipped on the top of the ticket for the governor, which he was the incumbent, so that's not, you know, not unheard of, but it's interesting that Republicans would vote for the Democrat at the top of the ticket and then vote Republican all the way down. So after you say, I have no reason to opine, Stick a little period right there. Stop. Stop. You then you then don't need that's a good indication 
when you say that that you don't say words that follow that period. Okay, you just you just leave. Then you left out that she was also standing next to for our audio listeners, MTG's boyfriend, just Marjorie Taylor. Marjorie Taylor Greene's boyfriend over there, who by the way wants to ban (laughs) drag shows and then just goes to drag shows all the time and like dresses up in drag, like like there's videos of him. Then he goes, well, it was fun. That's that's called fun. I was enjoying it. And it, and then, you know, when you realize that's one of the things about them too, that like it's just it's it's all BS. Like they, there oh, yeah. is no principles is when we talk later in the show about James Comer, the chair of the House Oversight Committee. The guy's got all the, you know, he's the one who's like and all these shady LLCs by Hunter Biden and this and that. And I mean, this guy has all the shady LLCs in the world, entities that don't exist. When he was the agriculture commissioner of Kentucky, he like regulated himself and got like wealthy out of nowhere on land deals that nobody knew knows the source of it all. And then he would like grant his brother fractional shares and get like, if you look at nothing makes sense in this guy's financial disclosures and he has oversight of those things. And then he's out there and because this is who they, this is who these people are. It's all projection and confession, but American people see through it. I'm not going to show you all these other clips of the pre-show, but I will show you this one of Sarah Huckabee Sanders, where she says, which is exactly my point right there. It's all projection and confession. Play this clip of Sarah Huckabee Sanders. The truth is, it's not even a question anymore between right and left. It is normal versus crazy, and the left is doubling down on crazy. Oh, 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 okay, who, who, who wants to tell her? So close. She's so close to getting it. So close. She's so close to that like that twenty thousand dollar lectern. She's she's just she's just so close. And and by the way, I've done like seven or eight. I've lost. I've done so many videos on lectern gate because it's keep it going. It's such a scandal that I want to utilize my platform to expose and not let her just like run out the clock on that one. Even if she purchased legitimately a lectern which I don't think she did, for $20,000. Imagine you're in Arkansas and you're governor in a state where you rank like 45 to 50 in education and healthcare and all of these things where they're taking people off the rolls of Medicaid and your governor's like $20,000 lectern. That's what I'm going to do. Who are you going to buy that lectern from, Sarah Huckabee Sanders? My buddy. Like, does your buddy do, (laughs) does your buddy do things with lecterns? No, she's an event planner. So you're going to buy it. You're going to make her a middle person in a lectern deal for 20,000. Yup. And the transaction (laughs) happened and, and the transaction happened at the same time you were partying with her in Paris in June. Yup. And no one's seen the lectern again. Yup. Oh, okay, we're, we're supposed to. We're just supposed to buy that and 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 move on anyway. Watch my other lectern gate stuff. But by but, the way, Sanders on stage. That was the same stage, presumably that Roseanne was on, just slightly earlier, calling for Donald Trump and the Magador to kill the bull. But that wasn't crazy to to Sanders. Just to be clear, she just gets up there with just all the audacity, and then continues to say that the left is crazy when literally right before her eyes. People are taking the stage, making fools after themselves, one after another after another. And the sad thing is, and I, I don't have the clip, but if you remember the images of uh, in 2020, 
when there were lines at the unemployment lines in Florida. It was from the same place where Donald Trump gave this speech. Just to show you like the the consequences of going along with this Trump MAGA movement, those lines and many of the Midas Touch videos that we featured back then, stretching down where helicopters literally had to zoom out fully in order to see the lines stretch miles and miles and miles at the unemployment offices for people applying to for unemployment. By the way, risking their lives because it was right when COVID first hit, risking their lives to get unemployment in this town. Then additionally, the food banks, if you remember, the food banks were packed, 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 packed with people at that time. And it's all because of these disastrous policies of Donald Trump. And there in the same town, you have the people cheering the guy who almost killed them, who probably killed a lot of their family members, quite frankly. Do we, we, all, we all believe that billions of dollars is is a lot of money right and that billions of dollars <laughs> yeah we yes. all agree with that right and we all agree that billions of dollars we would assume if they are invested into something could achieve powerful results right imagine if billions of dollars are invested into propaganda to try to impact hardworking americans perceptions of just day-to-day stuff. Imagine billions, tens of billions of dollars poured in each and every day to try to screw over Americans. And that's why, you know, I try to be empathetic and sympathetic to people who are at those events because I do recognize that life isn't always easy. These are complex times And sometimes there are complex solutions to complex problems. And billions of dollars are being invested in propaganda so that the complexity can be exploited by Magadors, you know, by Donald Trump and people like that to be very predatory on people who are susceptible to this. And that's what I see there, you know, and that's why when we build this platform, it is so important that we continue to just connect and be welcoming in this pro-democracy community. You know, I get I get upset. I really do sometimes when, you know, I see people who even very recently have joined the pro-democracy community and where I see other pro-democracy community people sometimes like almost yell at him and be mean, like, oh, you know, well, now you finally did this. Like, well, you, you know, you know, you should have known earlier. I think when, if, if you, if your instincts ever do that, think about billions of dollars, the same types of billions of dollars invested in like physical weapons are invested in the psychological warfare of propaganda, preying on people who are vulnerable to it. And so I just want to be welcoming to anybody who, who has the epiphany and goes, oh my God, Yes, this is what's and and there'll be more and more in that. And you all watching this are so important. But you know, we you know we don't just and the Midas Touch Network is not just like watching things, right? Like I really think that all of you who are involved in the phone banking and registering voters and doing all of that were instrumental 
in the victories on November 7th. I, I, I think legacy media, everyone underestimates this community that you all created and what you achieved. I really do. And let's just keep working and grinding. I want to show you to that point of Sarah Huckabee Sanders saying that it's between crazy and not crazy. And she says the left is crazy because it's all propaganda spewed by these people shamelessly. Take a look at what Donald Trump said. Here, Donald Trump confuses China and North Korea while praising Kim Jong-un. Play this clip. They're stupid people. (laughs) Kim Jong-un leads 1.4 billion people. Yeah, I want to talk more about that. I want to talk about Donald Trump uh, also praising Viktor Orban again and, and more. Let's just take our first quick break of the day. And now let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner, Roan. If you're like me, you understand the pains of finding out what to wear. Let's face it, most clothes are uncomfortable or too tight or never actually the size that you really are, and not to mention the annoyance of trying to put together a good outfit. And when you finally do have a good fit, you can only wear it for a few hours before you have an important meeting or dinner and then you have to change. Everyone wants to dress their best and look good at all times because frankly, it's a confidence booster. So here's the deal. Men's closets were due for a radical reinvention, and Roan stepped up to the challenge. Roan's commuter collection is the most comfortable, breathable, and flexible set of products known to man. And here's why. Roan helps you get ready for any occasion with the commuter collection, which offers the world's most comfortable pants, dress shirts, quarter zips, and polos. You never have to worry about what to wear when you have the Roan commuter collection. Roan's comfortable four-way stretch fabric provides breathability and flexibility that leaves you free to enjoy what life throws your way, from your commute to work to your 18 holes of golf. It's time to feel confident without the hassle. With Roan's wrinkle release technology, wrinkles disappear as you stretch and wear the products. It's that easy. With the Gold Fusion Anti-Odor Technology, you'll be smelling fresh and clean all day long. And on top of that, Roan is 100% machine washable, so you can ditch the dry cleaner altogether. I absolutely love Roan. This has truly become my go-to commuter fit. We're on the move a lot. Whether it's jumping from meeting to meeting, or catching a flight, or an important dinner, the Roan Commuter Collection has never let me down. The versatility and overall comfort of the collection is undefeated. Even after I wear it all day, I still feel super fresh because of the Gold Fusion anti-odor technology. The commuter collection can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to roan.com slash Midas and use promo code Midas to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to R-H-O-N-E dot com slash Midas and use code Midas. It's time to find your corner office. If you've got loved ones who depend on you like I do, why leave anything up to chance in a worst case scenario? Life insurance gives your family a safety net that can cover expenses like mortgage payments or college costs so they won't have to worry about money while getting back on their feet. Luckily, Policy Genius makes finding the right policy simple and their team of licensed experts are on hand to help talk you through it. Even if you already have life insurance policy through your work, it may not offer enough protection for your family's needs, and it may not follow you if you ever leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius knows how valuable your time is. Their technology makes it easy to compare life insurance quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. 
PolicyGenius has licensed award-winning agents who can help you find the best fit for your needs. They work for you, not the insurance companies. That means they don't have an incentive to recommend one insurer over another so you can trust their guidance. PolicyGenius is for parents, caregivers, and anyone else who has people who depend on them. They simplify the process of getting life insurance so you can protect the people you love. No wonder why they have thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot. Your loved ones deserve a financial safety net. You deserve a smarter way to find and buy it. Head to PolicyGenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's PolicyGenius.com. Thank you to all of our pro-democracy sponsors right there. We so appreciate you, Jordy. Great reads right there. Thanks, big bro. I want to go back to what I believe was repudiated on November 7th and before that in the special elections and before that when everybody said there was a red wave and before that in 2020 and before that in 2018. I mean, it's it's been every year and yet the legacy media continues to spin the exact opposite narrative of the actual thing that happened. It would be like the team that wins the World Cup, right? They win. They're 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 on the podium, not the lectern. They're on the podium you know, with, <laughs> with their with their trophy, right? And then the media, instead of saying they're the winner, basically says, "Oh, that team had a horrible tournament. They did a really bad job." And it's like they, they're the they just won. They they got the gold. What are you talking about? I mean, that's how absurd it is. And and you look at stats as well. You know, along those lines, right? It's like America's GDP is the highest of every G7 nation in the world. America's inflation is the lowest, the lowest of every G7 nation in the world. That means first place in the good categories for for all of the relevant economic data. 4.9% GDP growth. I just care about the data and and the numbers, yet the legacy media wants to create some spin. Like like the data is not sufficient. They have to inject their their view of it and their perception of it. And all I want to do here with this platform, what we all want to do is say, here's a mirror. Here's what it is. (laughs) This is what it looks like. We're number one. And I'm not just saying we're number one because it's like America, number one. No, we, we, we are number one. I'm looking at the raw data for the, for the economic data that's out there. I'm looking at unemployment being the lowest that it's ever. I'm looking at real good economic metrics. And then I'm looking at Donald Trump giving speeches praising Kim Jong-un and other authoritarian losers. Losers. Losers like losers. It's not he's not strong. He's a loser. Just call him out. A freaking loser. And he's dangerous and he's a fascist. But he's a loser. This these are what losers do. Here, for example, let me let's play the longer version of that clip rep where he praises Kim Jong-un and talks about how powerful he is. Play this clip. Let's just say they're stupid people. <laughs> Kim Jong-un leads 1.4 billion people. And there's no doubt about who the boss is. And they want me to say, he's not an intelligent man. They get very personal when I say that because they're fake news. That's why they do that. They're fake. They're fake people. And they're hurting our country. 
And so I guess the media's response to that is is to not report. They're, they're scared of that. I mean, this whole thing, the buffoonery, you have this ridiculous, cartoonish, wannabe authoritarian with bronzer dripping down his sweaty face, praising Kim Jong-un at this ridiculous event where Roseanne Barr talked about Magadors. Like, this is ridiculous. This is, how, this is ridiculous. Here's how full of crap he is to Ben. He does this bit also. We've seen this numerous times where he points to the cameras and he goes, oh, look at that. The fake news media. Look at those. Ca- oh, look, the cameras are turning off. They're turning off the cameras. He does like the same weird bit about the cameras and about the media at his events. The cameras at his events aren't like CNN cameras. It's RSBN. It's OA. It, it's the right wing propaganda Trump networks. It's not even like he's speaking to an MSNBC camera or CNN. He's talking to Marjorie Taylor Greene's boyfriend's cameras, and he is pretending like that is the mainstream media when the mainstream media is not even covering these events. It's, and it's just like it's just like. Don't gaslight me that that's normal. You know, and sometimes when President Biden says, this is how President Biden says, and this is what President Biden means, we are the United States of America. We are America. We don't don't praise Kim Jong-un. He's not intelligent. Kim Jong-un is an idiotic authoritarian who inherited his power from his daddy. Oh, where's that narrative before? We, we we don't praise Viktor Orban. I mean, you want to talk about Hungary? You know those those uh, stats that Brett showed. The stats in Hungary, we got twenty percent, around twenty percent inflation. The entire GDP of Hungary is about one hundred and eighty billion dollars, which is basically the same as the annual revenue of like just like a random American health healthcare company, Cigna. The annual revenue of Cigna is about the same as the GDP of Hungary. Apple, the American Apple, has a higher, I think significantly higher, annual revenue than the GDP of Hungary. We don't want to be hungry here in the the United States. That's not a country that we go, you know what? We need to be a little bit more like North Korea and Hungary, you know, like, and and that's what he's saying. Here he is praising Viktor Orban, and again saying the same lie over and over again that 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 uh, Hungary fronts Russia. It doesn't front Russia, and so Trump either just keeps saying the wrong thing over and over and over again, but perhaps far more nefariously. And this is where like legacy media doesn't call him out. Maybe he's just embracing the Putin talking point that Ukraine is Russia. So where it borders Ukraine, he's saying it borders Russia, and he's doing that as a nod to Vladimir Putin. Frankly, that's also what I think he's doing right here. But but play it. World War Three, if we're not careful. I was very honored, a very great head of a country, Viktor Orban, hungry, very powerful. He fronts on both Russia and Ukraine, knows them both very well. He told me a lot of things. Great guy. Great guy? Great guy, very powerful? It, no, he's not a great guy. You know the thing too, Ben, when, when you look at videos of all these events and you look at videos where you see Viktor Orban you know, at, at a meeting of world leaders, when you see Donald Trump at a meeting of world leaders, 
you see a very similar image. And what is that? You see an isolated individual. You see a loser. You see somebody who the rest of the world wants absolutely nothing to do with. I could pull it up. We'll pull it up in the in the next episode. But I'll show you videos and images of Viktor Orban at these events. And he's just sitting there like a petulant child, the same way that Donald Trump was at these events, being ignored, being ignored by everybody. That's not power. That's the opposite of power. That is weakness on display. And that is the vision that Donald Trump wants for America, because that's who Donald Trump is, a very weak leader in every single aspect. I I just, I don't get how you watch that and think to yourself, yeah, yeah, that's really good stuff right there. That's, 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 that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Please, that's great, and, and and I don't care. Again, this this should not be a political party thing. This is about like just basic competence and like basic like like America is America. Like we don't root for Kim Jong Un. <laughs> like uh, like could you imagine we're at like a place where you have to say that you know? And meanwhile, I turned on. After the elections, I turned on some of the legacy media stuff, including MSNBC and CNN. It was a huge mistake. You know, really big. It's really a big mistake. And, and I, I was way, seriously like, and, and I will go through some because the results were amazing. And I know like by now everybody knows Ohio. the results. Like incredible results for them. We'll get into the specifics. I know everybody knows them, but I do want to discuss them on the show because we haven't had a chance to discuss them. But I was like, okay, you got great results. The coverage has to be Fantastic. It's got to be glowing. They must be praising Biden because they were saying before the election, this is going to be a referendum on on President Biden. So now that it's happened and now that Democrats scored all these major, like incredible victories everywhere, like, you know, it was a bad night for Republicans when the one thing they were hanging their hat on was like, well, we won Mississippi. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, And then I turned it on and show by show. And I, and I was watching MSNBC too, which, you know, I often have some form of uh, chat various channels on like kind of on mute, but I turned the volume on and one by one, they were like, so Democrats had a big night last night. So is this a sign that president Biden needs to step aside? I was like, <laughs> what? Huh? <laughs> it goes to that pyramid scheme reporting that Ben was talking about, the pyramid scheme news coverage that gets fed to so many people, Brett. And we were even joking. Do you remember? We were joking about what, what these networks were going to say coming out of it once it was positive Democrat. Yeah, we, we, we were pitching each other like what the crappy headlines were going to be because we like had we a feeling it was coming. But I was hoping to be proven wrong because it was just it, it was such a clear victory. I, for, I never watched legacy media anymore. It was just it was like there was awful. this one moment that really enraged me. It was it mm. was Katie Turr. And I, I never I've never had an issue with Katie Turr, but she was on MSNBC and Simone Sanders was sitting next to her. And she was like, so now it's probably clear after last night that the White House wants to get rid of President Biden from the ballot, right? I mean, come, just be, be honest with me. Be honest with me, right? That's it, right? And Simone Sanders was like, no, no, no. I'm not sure where you get that. Like, Democrats, be honest with me, Simone. Like, the, the, White House want, the White House wants to get rid of President Biden. Like, what are you talking Bro. about? In all of these places also, like in Kentucky – if you remember the various headlines that ran in Kentucky, the headlines were 
Can a Biden Democrat running on a Biden agenda win in deep red Kentucky? That was the whole narrative about Andy Bashir. He was running on universal pre-K. He was running on Biden's infrastructure plan. He was running on the yeah, Biden here's agenda. The, here's the, Here's the thing. B- Biden is just like Bashir. Yes. So like like Biden and Bashir are the same type of Democrat too. So the only things about Biden, like we've just, uh, as a media, as media, everyone just normalizes ageism now. Like you're That's discriminating against, yeah, you're it's allowed like to, I guess. discriminating right now, if you're media, you just discriminate against like older people. Like, and I'm like, and that's like normalized. And, 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 and the thing that drives never, me freaking mad is Biden is two and a half years older than Trump. It's not like he's <laughs> 10 years older than Trump. He's too, if they were in high school, he'd be like a sophomore and a senior. It's like, wh- wh- what are we doing? But that's what, what goes back to the, the Ponzi scheme media coverage and the news coverage is, is that's what they have to do. They can never admit that they're wrong because if Jordan. they admit that they're wrong, then they lose all quote unquote legitimacy. So they have to keep digging their heels in deeper, finding different routes in to get those clicks, to get people to read their stories, to watch their networks. And this is, this is the lane they've chose to occupy. Jordan, you have one guy who's been held liable in a court for sexual abuse, deemed a rapist by a judge. Yeah. There's four indictments, five if you count the superseding indictment. He's on audio recording showing se- he's on audio recording showing secret war plans. Uh, showing secret war plans. I'm not excusing the behavior from legacy media. I want to be clear. No, 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 no. I am, I am piggybacking this. off your statements yeah. and adding to it. He has 91 criminal counts against them. He's falsified business records. He tried to subvert an election, he incited an insurrection versus a president who has accomplished more than any president in modern history, a normal president who stands with unions, who pushes for the middle literally stands, literally stands with unions on the picket line, who passed an infrastructure bill, who passed, passed an Inflation Reduction Act, who codified gay marriage, who revived U.S. manufacturing. You have all of these things. And who is the media flippantly saying, you know, he should step aside, right? You know, you'd, he should probably step aside. Not, 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 not the rape insurrection guy, not the criminal, but the guy who's two and a half years older. It, it, it this yeah. drives me. And, and look, let's let's take crazy. a look at President Biden in Illinois, where he we know that he backed United Auto Workers' efforts to unionize. You know, before he's doing it again, also, and with the the big victory behind him, when no one thought that was possible, where wages were raised by like thirty percent and better working conditions and paid leave and things that you know, that no one ever thought were possible to obtain that in the negotiations. Now Biden's standing side by side again with car workers in Tesla and Toyota as he departed after a meeting with United Auto Worker president in Illinois on Thursday. That's Sean Fain, the head of the United Auto Workers. Um, And they were highlighting the tentative contract agreements between the unions and Detroit's big three. And in Illinois, Biden delivered remarks praising the gains for workers in the deals the U.S. W1 talked about his economic policies, the Bidenomics, how they're working out. Um, and I want to just show you some of these clips because when you watch these clips of President Biden, you compare them to what we just showed you of Donald Trump. It, it, it's 
again, it shouldn't even be about like what political party. It's just like common sense. It's just the data. It's just, you know, I, I want to show a mirror and then I want us to look at it and say, who are we as Americans? Are we the Kim Jong-un, Victor Orban, you know, and all of the things Brett said also about Trump? Or, or, or are we are we President Biden? Here's what President Biden said. He explained, look, what Donald Trump did when he showed up in Michigan, look what I did. I play this clip. And that means good paying jobs for American auto workers. That also means, let's think about this. When my predecessor, the distinguished, anyway. (laughs) When my predecessor was in office, six factories closed across the country. Tens of thousands of auto jobs were lost nationwide. And on top of that, he was willing to cede the future of electric vehicles to China. He said if America invested in electric vehicles, it would drive down wages. It would destroy jobs. It would spell the end of the American automobile industry. Well, like almost everything else he said, he's wrong. He's an idiot! You, you, proved, you, you have proved him wrong. Instead of lower I love wages, this crowd. you want record gains. Instead of fewer jobs... They want a commitment for thousands of more jobs. Instead of less involvement and investment, you encourage American automakers to invest $40 billion in American auto industry beginning now. $40 billion. Yes. And then we're going we're gonna to shut down. Remember my other guy? Yes. And here's the difference. When you're in the middle of a fight, I stood and others stood with you shoulder to shoulder on that picket line. Yes. My predecessor went to a non-union shop and attacked yes. you. Yes. Exactly. And and here's the thing too. So you're going to then have a debate that takes place with Biden and Trump and whoever, and Biden's going to do great because Biden's great. I mean, I'm not saying he's the greatest speaker of all times. He's not an Obama or a Clinton in terms of being an orator, but he is, in his experience, his decision-making is, is is frankly a plus like it's on it's on it's very much up there so he's going to do fine in the debate donald trump's going to look like all of the things that they describe biden as and then and everyone's going to be like whoa whoa where did that come from the same exact thing that happened in 2020 yeah, it's and it's like time. it's like you were too busy focusing on whatever narratives that you 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 were telling a fictional story when 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 we are in a non-fictional hopefully objective reality of what the media is y'all were like writing a book on some some other thing i don't don't know what you were writing but it's right in front of us here's president biden also saying that he's determined to put an end to trickle down economics because you know mega republicans think that just think about that just think about the term just think about the term i talk about this all the time right that the mega republican economic policy is hey workers you're working really hard but we we can't help you. Here's here's our strategy. You, you ready? We're not going to give it to you because we don't trust you. We don't think you'll do a good job with it. We you, you don't you don't know how to use money. So here's what we're going to do. You know your CEO who's already making five hundred to a thousand times what you're making. Hear me out here. Hear me out here, hardworking Americans. We're going to give them more. Okay. You, you know you know that other yacht and jet that they wanted to buy. They have a few already we're going to help them buy more. And, and, and hear me out here. 
that will then hopefully trickle down to you and then maybe a droplet could potentially hit you and then you go well why don't you just maybe you just give it to me no 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 we're not we're not going to give it to you that's trickled that that's the whole maga economic concept and the republican concept it's ridiculous and president biden's like no we're helping the workers we're helping the 99% other americans that's our focus here and we're not against deca millionaires and billionaires we just want them to play a fair game. <laughs> we don't want them to rig the game. And as long as they're playing fair, good, become rich. It's all good. Let's just make sure we're taking care of all Americans. Now, which, how do you convince American workers, hardworking Americans to be against that? No, trickle it down. Trickle it on me. I give it to my boss. You pay my boss. He needs my I mean, it's absurd. So that's why the legacy media, it's absurd, right? That's why the legacy media, though, they have to get you angry about. They have to create a culture war. They have to piss you off about random things so that you are you are just saying the dumbest crap. Trickle it down. Why? Why? Because they gave a Bud Light can to a trans person. Really? That bothers you? <laughs> what? <laughs> that bothers you that they gave one Bud Light? Yes! I'm angry! What? Why? Because Fox tells me to be angry. They're still talking about it like a year later. <laughs> I'm, I'm angry. I'm gonna take my I'm gonna take my assault weapon and start shooting Bud Light cans. Really? That's that's what you're going to do. And 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 Mr. Potato Head, you're you're mad at Potato Head? Yeah, yeah, yes. W why? Why are you mad at Mr. Potato Head? I don't know. Something to do with a with a green M and M and a, a, it I, used to be sexy. It's not sexy anymore. I grew up with M &M sexy M and M's, sexy as it used to be. Here, play this other clip of President Biden where he says, "Did, did, did we show the determined? Do we, did we show no, the trickle down clip? Yeah, it's, been, it's been a long buildup. <laughs> it's been a long windup. Play, 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 play the clip. Are you sure? Are we there yet? We're there. Think, okay. I'm fighting for a place like Belvedere because I came as a president determined to put an end to this trickle down economics in this country. Yeah. I mean, I'm serious. I'm deadly earnest. For too long, the wealthy and corp big corporations have done just fine. But the rest of us were cut out of that deal. Look, I see it differently. I don't look at the economy through the eyes of Wall Street or Park Avenue. I look at it through the eyes of the people I grew up with in Scranton and Pennsylvania and Claymont, Delaware. And, and here's a great moment, too, where... Uh, I think somebody in the audience fell or there was a loud thud noise in the audience. <laughs> this is Biden and at his best. Though. This is Biden at his best. And and just super sharp on his feet, just deadpan to play this clip. But they just need to be given a shot, a fair shot and a fair wage. That's not too much to ask. You okay? <laughs> I want the press to know that wasn't me. Like imagine, just imagine that that <laughs> causes you anger. Like it goes back to my example before. Like imagine you watch that and then you 
seethe with anger and oh, I'm so mad at that person. Like you, that, it's like that's what you're mad at. I mean, are, aren't you? A, aren't you a worker? Are you a? Are you a billionaire? Or or you you got a private jet that I'm unaware of? Are you a are you a decamillionaire? You know, uh, explain to me what what why these messages don't resonate with you. Because of Hunter. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hunter, who was not in a government position and and was on drugs that, that at the time, like that's who, who was not. And while President Biden was not even running for office, like somehow, somehow that has anything to do with anything. And, and they're always like, look, I got Hunter's nudes right here. You're like, whoa, why do you have Hunter's nudes on your phone? They keep, they keep Hunter's <laughs> right. They keep Hunter's. Why are they in your favorites? They I keep got Hunter. them saved in a playlist right they over keep here. Hunter nudes like you keep the ultra MAGA Kelly Ward. Anytime, <laughs> anytime I'm ready to go, you've got ultra MAGA ready for me. And, Can I just say and, this and real quick with the Biden? The, the, the Biden my replies, okay. The Biden making fun of himself too. That moment right there is so earnest. It, could you ever imagine Trump making fun of himself for anything? Absolutely, it show. It, it, it takes a strong character to just be able to, you know, or just to have any character at all, really, to be able to self-reflect and be like, oh, yeah, yeah I did that sometimes and then he goes crazy. So let me let me make a joke about this here. That's the best way to do it, too. Yeah. Like, like combating this bullshit media narrative with humor is the perfect way to do it with humor, with humility. Like that was absolutely perfect. I would say he should do it every time, but I guess you would have to ensure somebody like almost falls or something every time in order to do it. But, but that's what he should lean into because he is incredibly sharp on his feet. He, he understands policy in an extremely complex, nuanced level. He is like one of the deepest thinkers. He is strategic. Like he is a real statesman, President Biden. He sincerely is like one of the best presidents that we've had. He knows the stuff inside and out. And with the situations that we have unfolding across the world right now, there truly is like nobody more experienced right now who could be in this position. And when he is able to put that on display, it's why, like we were joking about before in, in 2020, when President Biden was in a debate or gave a speech or something that people like Marjorie Taylor Greene or all these Republicans, when they were actually forced to confront the real unedited version of Joe Biden on a debate stage or in a speech, they go, who gave him drugs? Somebody, so, so, somebody must have gave him drugs I, I, to drug test him. Like, no, it's because what they do is they take the part of that clip that we just played you and they take the clip where he's joking and walking like a robot after uh, after the sound happens and they take that little cut and that's what they show to their people. And they go, look, Joe Biden doesn't know where he is without the context of, oh, he just made a joke and now he's mocking himself. Like that is the disconnect. And they gaslight themselves and the media gaslights, gaslights themselves too because they are kind of stuck in these algorithms because they live on X or Twitter or whatever all day long, right? Yep. They're yep. being fed these right-wing algorithms by Elon Musk, just all this negativity about President Biden non and Democrats nonstop, like all day long. And that's where they live. So then when they go on the TV, they view that as that is America. This is the reality. When that is just like a a funhouse mirror version of I don't even know what. 
but they are <laughs> Elon too, Musk echo chamber of fascism. But but they accept this BS and like time and time again. But that, I mean that's yeah. a, a great. How, how about the lesson from November seventh for MAGA Republicans is that they now want to pass a national abortion ban and subpoena Hunter Biden and James Biden. Like yeah. they looked at the results and they were like, you know what we really need to do right now more subpoenas to hunter biden like we got to lean in heavily on hunter biden and you know how we used to be like states rights well now that even a state like ohio issue one passage which codifies a woman's reproductive right in the constitution well now we need a national abortion ban and that's where we should go that's the MAGA republican thinking and you know one of the good things that we should be aware about though is is that MAGA equals fascism plus idiocracy. And fortunately, the idiocracy piece of it is even more than the fascism and drags down the fascism a little bit and exposes it in such a transparent way. You know, one of the things that Hillary Clinton said on The View is a great interview where she said, you know, unlike authoritarians in the past who hide it, Donald Trump just like says it and he's telling us and he's revealing it and he's showing who they all are. So believe them, even if the legacy media when confronted with it wants to write their fiction. I want to talk about some of those results on November. Yes. Because I think that's critical. And then I also want to remind everybody, since we keep talking about the failures of the legacy media, you know, often those companies are public companies, they've got shareholders, they've got big hedge funds and private equity investors, and billions of dollars go through them. You know, we here at the Midas Touch Network, as I said, probably not the greatest business model. We fund the network through emojis, like the Judge Goran and Goran. <laughs> Did you see that Trump was like posting things about Judge and Goran's body today too? Like Trump was so jealous that like Judge and Goran. We may need the Judge and Goran six pack emoji. Judge and Goran Alt emoji. <laughs> so we've got that. We got that. And then the other way we we build this network is through our Patreon, patreon.com slash Midas Touch. There it is right there. And um, if you're able to uh, join the Patreon, we do great after shows. We're going to do an after show today about you know me being in Florida. And we're just going to catch up as brothers because I haven't really talked to Brett and Jordy. So if you, you know, I noticed that too, Ben, we didn't, I haven't called you like at all this That's going to be like my first convo with you guys and probably <laughs> since the last Probably podcast. all the time. Looking so, forward to that. So we're just going to keep you in the loop of like our conversation. <laughs> That's how we're going to do the after show. So for all those people who love the brother banter from the old days of the Midas Touch podcast, you're going oh, to love this. You're going to love this after show. Go to patreon.com slash Midas Touch. We're going to take our last quick break of the day. And when we come back, we've got some more great stuff for you. We'll be right back. Did you know that your temperature at night can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep quality? If you wake up too hot or too cold, I highly recommend you check out Miracle Made's bed sheets. Inspired by NASA, Miracle Made uses silver infused fabrics and makes temperature regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long using silver infused fabrics inspired 
By NASA, Miracle-Made sheets are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long, so you get better sleep every night. These sheets are infused with silver that prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets. No more gross odors. Miracle sheets are luxuriously comfortable without the high price tag of other luxury brands and feel as nice, if not nicer, than sheets used by some five-star hotels. Miracle sheets are the perfect gift for your spouse, friends, or family who doesn't want better sleep and luxurious feeling bed sheets. And since these come with three free towels, you get two gifts in one, just in time for the holidays. Stop sleeping on bacteria. Bacteria can clog your pores, causing breakouts and acne. Sleep clean with Miracle. Go to trymiracle.com slash Midas to try it today or gift it to someone special this holiday season. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Save over 40%. And if you use our promo Midas, M-E-I-D-A-S, at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product. It's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash Midas and use the code Midas to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40%. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash Midas, T-R-Y-M-I-R-A-C-L-E dot com slash M-E-I-D-A-S to treat yourself a friend or loved one this holiday season. Weight management can be a very personal and difficult journey. What works for some may not work for others, and everyone's healthy weight is different. And we all know that losing weight and maintaining it can be a challenge. And it's often hard to find the solution that's right for you. You've probably heard about semaglutide, and you probably have questions like, do you qualify? Is it too expensive? Will your insurance not cover it? There's a solution. Henry Meds. Henry Meds offers affordable online weight management programs that utilizes compounded semaglutide. Compounded semaglutide has been used by doctors to help people lose weight and effectively keep it off. And unlike traditional weight loss medications, it's a non-stimulant and usable by more people. With Henry Meds, you just sign up online, speak to a licensed medical provider on the Henry Meds platform, and if you're qualified for treatment, you'll receive medication right to your door. There's no insurance needed. You'll receive compounded semaglutide at an affordable price, saving thousands with Henry Meds weight management program. Now, if you've ever wanted to try the popular weight loss medications out there, but your insurance won't cover it or it seems too expensive, try something new with Henry Meds. We've got a special offer for our audience. Visit henrymeds.com slash Midas and receive $50 off your first month by using promo code Midas. Henry Meds offers prescription weight loss medication that reduces your appetite and cravings. And the monthly cost includes the telehealth provider appointment and medication. No insurance required. Again, that's henrymeds.com slash Midas and receive $50 off your first month by using promo code Midas. Welcome back. Thank you to our pro-democracy sponsors. By the way, if you want to take advantage of some of those great offers from our pro-democracy sponsors who help support this show, in the description below, you can see that with all of the codes and everything there and, and check right them there. out. I mean, take you right there. 
right there. Some great, some great, great stuff. And I saw, I think people want to catch the brother banter because a lot of people I just saw join the <laughs> Patreon, the patreon.com slash Midas Touch. There's a lot of people joining. I'm really that. stoked for that. I also saw some comments saying, hey, Jordy, you're just letting Ben slide with him calling it the after show. And, and you're right. I have been letting him slide because I, I just didn't want to disrupt the show. But as everyone really knows, it's actually called Midas More is the after show. So we'll pick up that beef it. on the after show right, if anyone fine. wants we'll, to see we'll the beef go down. Patreon.com by the way, if if you are a member of the Patreon and you think the content is worth it and the Patreon experiences, put in the comments below and in the chat. Let people know about it. So in case people are on the fence, like, hey, should I join this patreon.com slash Midas Touch thing so that they are aware. Brett, take us through some of the wins for November 7th. And then I want to hear about some Biden wins. Big wins on election day on this Tuesday. I think everybody was extremely thrilled with the results. Well, maybe not the MAGA Republicans, but everybody in the pro-democracy coalition. You remember we were pushing these elections for a while, making sure that everybody was aware about them. I want to thank everybody who followed the links in our previous podcasts and picked up the phone and volunteered and signed up and did all that phone banking and text banking and door knocking and all that stuff. Like you were really the difference makers in these elections. And this is very much your win, as I'm sure everybody knows right now. And we discussed it earlier on the show. Democrat Andy Bashir in Kentucky with a big victory over Daniel Cameron, the Trump-backed MAGA candidate. It was a big win. Bashir had run very much on a Biden platform and the Kentucky Republicans and the MAGA movement, they were all trying to tie him to Biden. And even there was a New York Times headline that said, can a Biden Democrat win in deep red Kentucky? That was the headline. And the answer was a resounding yes. You had Andy Bashir running on things like infrastructure, running on things like universal pre-K. And he he gave an incredible unifying speech at the end. I want to remind everybody of his opponent's speech, however, uh, Daniel Cameron's speech. This is the speech that Cameron gave after he won the primary where he bragged, I am just following in the tradition of the Trump winning movement. Here's that clip. And of course, a big thank you to President Donald J. Trump for his support. And his endorsement of this campaign, let me just say, let me just say, the Trump culture of winning is alive and well in Kentucky. Yeah, the guy, Trump loses everything. He he's loses, lost. he's, it's, it's just so wild that again, loss, 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 loss. And they're like, winning because he said, because he says it. How about you just look at like just look at the day and literally like since Donald Trump won the presidency it's just been loss after loss after loss after loss with the house flipping with the senate flipping like the only opportunity the only time where republicans eked out a little victory was in these past midterms but that even they were expected to gain 40 plus seats due to the makeup they ended up gaining like 3 there was no red wave there was just a little Trickle. I'm sensing a theme with these Republicans and the trickle, but that's not all. Well, first, I also want to note, too, the power of Andy Bashir and something that I think Democrats should be able to study his blueprint. And I think he does share a lot of similarities to President Biden. So in, in 2020, for example, Trump won this county in Kentucky called Letcher County, won it by six D points, six zero, six D points. On Tuesday night, Andy Bashir flipped that county from red to blue. 
just to show you how big of a difference maker that election was. But that's not all. In Ohio, they passed issue one, which enshrined abortion, enshrined abortion rights into the state's constitution, a huge motivating factor for voters, not only there, but across the country. They also passed issue two, which legalized recreational marijuana in the seat. In Virginia, they held on to the Senate, but not only that, they also flipped the House of Delegates in Virginia. And there were huge, huge, huge youth turnout numbers in Virginia that I want to highlight here. I mean, completely blowing it out of the water compared to the 2021 numbers. In the University of Mary, Washington, the turnout was 184% higher. In the College of William and Mary, it was 224% higher. In Christopher Newport University, it was 118% higher. And this is a theme that we've been seeing in this post-Roe world. We're starting to see this theme develop, and it's been a theme that we have been discussing a lot on the show, but I think could be summed up some up with this phrase, Dobbs and democracy. Dobbs and democracy. That is what these elections are hinging on. And those two things are inextricably intertwined with one another, Dobbs being the case which ended Roe v. Wade in America, um, which has truly motivated. Honestly, it's been the worst nightmare of Republicans. They are like the dog who caught the car and now they don't know what to do. And now they are facing an absolute reckoning for these decades and decades and decades of trying to strip Americans of their rights. Another thing I want to note here, a horrible, horrible, horrible night for the very poorly named Moms for Liberty. They're that group that goes around. They try to ban books in all the schools. They try to hate on LGBTQ people in all the schools, try to oppress them around the country. They lost, They, I think they lost nearly every single election in these local elections that they had across the country. Almost every one of their candidates lost. Like talk about a blowout. And as I said earlier, like, you know, it's bad when at the end of the night, the Republicans big thing was like, well, we won Mississippi. So uh, we won <laughs> Mississippi. And you just see it in the way also like, you know, Donald Trump always wants this narrative of, look, I back winners and my endorsement means so much. So a few days before Trump was hyping up his Cameron endorsement, right? In Kentucky. And Trump wrote this. Trump wrote, wow, Daniel Cameron of Kentucky has made a huge surge now that they see my strong endorsement and the fact that he's not really a McConnell guy. They only try to label him that because he comes from the great state of Kentucky. Anyway, go, Daniel. Great future for you and your state. You will bring it to new levels of success and I will help you. And let's compare that to right after Daniel Cameron lost where Donald Trump tried to save face and he tried to blame it on Mitch McConnell. He goes, Daniel Cameron lost because he couldn't <laughs> alleviate the stench of Mitch McConnell. Stench. I told him early that's a big burden to overcome. McConnell and Romney are kryptonite for Republican candidates. I moved him up 25 points, but the McConnell relationship was too much to bear. And then Trump brags about Republicans winning in Mississippi and takes credit for winning in Mississippi. And then it, Trump's just been sending out article after article being like, it's not Trump's fault. It's Mitt Romney's fault. It's not Trump's fault. It's Mitch McConnell's fault. This guy, Daniel Cameron, as you could see from the clip that we played you, he fully embraced Trump. Trump fully embraced him. This was a referendum on 
MAGA and the right-wing media ecosystem, all these right-wing politicians, like they truthfully, they don't even know how to speak about it. So you have Hannity lying and Hannity's line last night was he goes, you know what though, like Virginia, a lot of people try to say that Virginia is like some sort of a purple state, but it's actually a solid blue state. It was actually unbelievable that Republicans ever won there. I never thought we'd ever win in Virginia. Just like listen to the amount of cope in this clip. And it's just another horrible, chaotic day under President Joe Biden. But according to last night's election results, Americans seem pretty unfazed, at least on the surface. We're going to break all of this down. Let's start in the Commonwealth of Virginia, where state Democrats who are able to hold on to a slim majority in the Senate there and pick up a slim majority in the House of Delegates. Now, some are trying to blame Governor Glenn Youngkin and his expansive get out the vote effort. Here's the reality. Virginia, whether you want to believe it or not, I had given up on Virginia years ago. It is a blue state. It's not even a purple state. The anomaly in Virginia happened two years ago when Glenn Youngkin won the governorship there, and he deserves a ton of credit for trying as hard as he did to flip both houses. It's just it's so pathetic. And like in the lead up to that election, the big thing that Glenn Youngkin was pushing was his abortion ban in the state. Like he thought that was his brilliant idea for an abortion ban was going to take Republicans over the finish line. And now Republicans are really having a reckoning. We saw it at that disaster of a debate last night, which frankly, I'm upset I watched because I, I left it feeling dumber, uh, annoyed. And I was like, these people, they're hard. It wasn't even horrible. a debate. It was just, it was just a sequence uh, of pre-written uh, statements. It was, it was bizarre. You can't it, call it was, that a debate. It was horrible. So on the one hand, you got Fox, right? You got Fox spitting out whatever the hell that was, trying to like break the news to their voters, treating their voters like they are toddlers. And then you have the quote unquote liberal media, the mainstream media running headlines like this. And I also, I was perplexed by how similar the wording on these headlines were, like almost like a narrative was crafted between these organizations as to what they were going to say following a good night for Democrats. Let me read these. And I put them side by side so you could just see the similarities. On the left here, we have a headline from NBC News that says, plenty of Democrats are, quote, irritated by the chest thumping and celebrating from the Biden campaign after Tuesday night, said one Democratic operative who argued that, quote, last night wasn't a win for Biden. says Dems like Bashir won despite Biden. Then let me go over to the New York Times story, which I put right next to it here. White House aides spent election night sending each other, quote, dark Brandon memes, a playful internet alter ego of President Biden. But strategists say the wins last night are in spite of the president, not because of him. Those are like basically verbatim. I'm kind of willing to bet that that Democratic strategist source is the same source for both of the pieces because mm-hmm. the wording was so similar. And so they found one guy, let's just like, mm-hmm. they found one quote unquote democratic strategist who knows if he's with the Dean Phillips campaign or the RFK junior camp. It doesn't and, and matter. Even con- and to that point, what constitutes someone to be, to be a democratic? And why are you, if you're the new, you why, are write you anything, source, right? yeah, why are exactly. you source, why are you source protecting? 
that strong? Like, like, is that like some deeply sensitive? Inf- like, who needs to not yeah, show this, their is name? This deep throat here. Like, what do we what do we talk yeah, about? But, but exactly. But it goes back again to the Ponzi scheme of news reporting that comes out. That's what's going to get them clicks. That's what's going to get people to read, and that's why they do it. They don't give a damn about democracy and actually what's happening. They just want to stoke fear and rage against people. But Jordy, let me play devil's advocate, okay? Brett, 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 Brett. Why would they? Why, uh, this isn't about Biden. These were local elections. The media, if there were other elections in Virginia where Democrats had a bad night, they would never blame that on Biden, right? That that, that would never, ever be the case. Okay. All right. Let me show you the coverage after Glenn Youngkin uh, won the gubernatorial election in Virginia and show you what happens when Democrats win. It's a bad thing for Biden. And when Democrats lose, it's a bad thing for Biden. I pulled up four articles and there are dozens, dozens of these takes. Here are just a few of them. You got here on the top, this is the local uh, Virginia News Channel, News 10. Tight Virginia race becomes referendum on Biden presidency. Then you have The Guardian. Remember, this is from when Glenn Youngkin won the governor's race. Republican Glenn Youngkin wins Virginia governor's race in blow to Biden. Next one, Reuters. Biden struggles, education wars propel Youngkin's Virginia victory. The Telegraph, Virginia governor election, Biden's presidency in crisis as Republican Glenn Youngkin pulls off shock win. So it's just very curious to me that when Republicans win one election, like they do there in Virginia, it's a referendum on Biden. This is Biden's presidency in crisis. The voters are all speaking out against Biden's policies. But then when you have a ton of wins across the country with candidates who were explicitly running on Biden's agenda, it becomes, they didn't win because, they won in spite of Biden. Biden, is, is Biden going to drop out after this? I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, look. Be honest. It, be honest. Is, <laughs> be honest. Be honest. Like, tell, tell me, tell me, tell me. Like, it, it, it makes my blood boil. It's honestly why. And, and truthfully, I don't like criticizing the media because I believe in a free press. I believe in a strong First Amendment. And I think that the press has an incredible responsibility. But that is it right there. They have an incredible responsibility. And when they are being irresponsible, when they are pushing these narratives for God knows what reason is it because they want that they're upset that Biden got a corporate tax rate, a minimum corporate tax rate for their billionaire overlords. Like what what is it? That is compelling them to do this. But the facts are, this is how they cover it. And, 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 and here's the thing. If you want to see the power of propaganda, just think about when voters actually receive accurate data. Look at Kentucky. When the voters know about Andy Bashir because he's the governor, because he has a microphone, because he's well-resourced and he can get his message out to those voters, the voters go, actually, those are all of my issues. He He's fighting for my issues. That's why I'm going to vote for him, because this seems like a reasonable, rational, responsible adult who I want to vote for. And that gets above the kind of Fox propaganda machine and all the other propaganda machines out there. That just shows you the power of the propaganda. And if you can, if you can combat it with the truth, if you put every issue, 
and I actually mean pretty much every issue that would be on the kind of democratic, all the quote unquote democratic issues, which I think is now more just kind of pro-democracy type issues, right? If, if, if you put all of those together and you put those in a referendum and then you made all of those, you know, said the same thing as like issue one where you would vote on things. A woman's right to reproductive care, you know, giving people better wages, making education affordable and accessible, lowering health care costs, making health care affordable and accessible, protecting veterans, protecting seniors and Social Security. If you put all of those for votes, just that alone, the Democratic side would win every single one. You think if you put it on the on the ballot we want to trickle down your benefits to you that will help billionaires. Yes or no? Is that what you want? You think that that will win? No. That's why Republicans have to obfuscate every single thing. And that's why the democratic issue or the pro-democracy, as I like to call it now, would win yeah. every single referendum that exists across the board on every single issue. Tell me an issue that <laughs> tell me an issue that they wouldn't. Yeah, I mean that's and that's why you saw Republicans last night at this debate uh, really struggling to articulate a coherent idea about abortion. You saw them really struggle to articulate what to do about Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid because their position on the whole is that we want to get rid of these things, and that's overwhelmingly unpopular. And guess what? Like Democrats know that. There was a piece out today that said Democrats are looking ahead to the 2024 election, and they actually have a, an incredibly smart strategy that they're trying to roll out in some key states. Speaking of Dobbs and democracy, like we were saying earlier, following the wins, the Democrats are now pushing to get similar measures to Ohio's issue one to codify abortion rights in state constitutions. They're trying to get similar uh, referendums like that on the ballot in key states like Arizona, like Nevada, like Florida, and even in states like Nebraska and South Dakota that skew more red. So they are thinking ahead to 2024 with that because, Ben, like you said, when you put these referendums on the ballot overwhelmingly, the people will vote to keep their rights or to give themselves more rights as the Republicans try to take it away. And let me cover just some of President Biden's accomplishments. I mean, I'm not going to be able to cover them all in the short time that we had, but I'll start with a couple. I will start with a couple from this week alone. I mean, this week, Biden announced the historic railroad modernization plan, which would create 100,000 construction jobs. It's the biggest investment in passenger rail since the creation of Amtrak. And this funding comes from the bipartisan infrastructure law. And I like that Biden's new strategy with these things is let's not just call it the Inflation Reduction Act, right? Let's not just call it the infrastructure law. Let's say exactly what it's doing. Mm -hmm. So we are investing in railroads, right? We are going to have the biggest investment in passenger rail since the creation of Amtrak. We're going to rebuild tunnels and bridges that are 100 years old. We're going to upgrade tracks, power systems, signals. We're going to upgrade our infrastructure here. This is all actually like being able to present something in a way that people can go, okay, I understand what that money is going to. I get what it is. And I need that in my neighborhood. Judicial nominees, the Senate confirmed President Biden's 150th life-tenured federal judge this week. That's an absolutely major milestone. We're actually getting pro-democracy judges in there, competent judges that actually know how to follow the law. This confirmation also marked the 100th confirmed female judge 
in the Biden administration. So 100 out of the 150 that Biden has gotten confirmed have been women. Um, by a large margin, the U.S. has had the highest cumulative real, that means inflation adjusted economic growth out of any G7 country post COVID. Like that's a pretty big deal. You know, I, I know it's still hard on people. Like I'm not going to downplay inflation whatsoever. And But when you look at the stats and you look at that America has the lowest inflation of any G7 country out there and the highest GDP of any G7 country out there, that means a lot. And you know, you add that on to just like a list of a ton of accomplishments. You got Biden passing the biggest climate bill in history, the biggest infrastructure bill in history, letting Medicare negotiate drug prices, $35 insulin for seniors on Medicare, reviving US manufacturing, creating a manufacturing super cycle, not only strengthening NATO, but expanding NATO, the judges, codifying gay marriage, veterans benefits with the PACT Act, the first gun control bill in decades, ending the forever war in Afghanistan, rallying the free world around Ukraine, strategic autonomy around semiconductors with the chips act, vaccinating America with COVID, stopping monkeypox, the solar energy boom. Like you could, I could keep going on and on and on and on about the accomplishments where if you took like two of these and you said, those were the accomplishments of a presidential administration, you'd be like, that's a pretty historic, that's a pretty historic run right there. And it hasn't even been a full four-year period yet. So I'm personally, I'm incredibly proud to support somebody like President Biden. I think he's doing a great job. I think the contrast that we see, especially between him and these unserious, incredibly dangerous Republicans has never been clearer. And we need to keep spreading the message. And we can't let these phony BS media narratives keep us down because we've been saying it on this show don't look at these BS polls. Look at the actual results of what is happening. Look at these abortion amendments that have appeared on ballots across the country. Look at what happened in Wisconsin with Janet Protasewicz, who got on the Wisconsin Supreme Court. Look at the results of every single election from the midterms on, and you see a clear picture. You see a story that is staring us in the face. It's staring us. We don't have to create a narrative. It's staring all of us in the face real results, not hypothetical situations, actual tangible results. And we can never quit. We can never give up. We can never be complicit in this. We're going to have a tough road ahead. I'm not going to lie to people. We have Joe Manchin today saying that he's going to leave the Senate. That's going to be hard for Democrats. I think his seat was going to be difficult to keep anyway. I think he boxed himself in with horrific decisions and that wasn't going to be great for Democrats, you know, anyway in that position. And who knows what he'll do with a third party run or whatever. We'll deal with that when it comes to that. We're going to have a lot of work to do. I'm not going to lie to people out here and say this is going to be easy. But look at the data, look at the energy of the voters out there, the true silent majority, quite frankly, not the ones who scream, MAGA, kill the deep state bullshit, not that. But the people who, like you who are watching this, who are going, what the heck was that? Can we just have some normalcy back in this country? Can we just have a competent, like, kind of, even if they're like boring, I'd love boring. Like boring would be excellent, Right. That's what we want here. And I don't care if you're listening to this, if you're a Democrat, I don't care if you're an independent, I don't care if you're a Republican, a former Republican, I, I don't care what you are. But if we could agree that we want competency, that we want normalcy, I want you to be on this team and we need to continue to grow this movement then. 
And here in this unapologetically pro-democracy community, yes, we we all like this is like the most fun I have in the week. I love spending this time with the pro-democracy community, but I also love what the pro-democracy community, which you all do after the show ends, because that's oftentimes where the work Mm -hmm. begins for supporting our democracy. And I really feel that you all played a major part in what happened on election day this week and that this movement I'm okay if we're under the radar from what the legacy media reports. And we, we've talked about that before. But when when you all phone bank and get out the vote and get out the message and let people know, you know, when I hear from politicians, you know, they, they tell me we hear about Midas Touch all the time. And that people's, we hear about, you know, people learning about our positions and what we're doing at committee hearings, more from people who are fans of Midas Touch than anywhere. And I just know if we harness the power of this community, democracy is unstoppable. And so think about the steps that could be taken now. Let's not wait until, you know, a month before the election in 2024 in November. Let's start now each and every day. Make sure you're registered to vote. Make sure your family members are registered to vote. Make sure if your kids or grandkids are of voting age, they're registered to vote. Make sure their friends are registered to vote. You can start now little by little. Let people know about the network. Share the video clips. Those are all ways that you can get involved. And let's start that right now. The best day to start was yesterday. The next best day to start all of that is today. And uh, we're going to have some fun on this after show now. And I, I, I know we are. It's going to it's going to meander a little bit and take some different directions because we're because <laughs> it's going to be the first time I've talked to you guys and you know since in a few days because um, we we've, we've been working so hard on on, on everything. But check that out. That's Patreon.com slash Midas Touch, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Midas Touch. Also check out store.midastouch.com. We've got great gear. Pull up the uh, pull up some of the gear if we've got that 100% union made, 100% made in the USA. There's the Jack Smith shirt right there, the Jack Smith Justice shirt. We've got a bunch of other designs. I'm woke and I vote. I love that one right there. And we've got the dark Brandon one. Again, that's <laughs> store.midastouch.com. Oh, that's the faded one. I like that one a lot. The Midas Touch faded one. The Midas Touch Network shirt. Represent Let's Midas go. Touch. Store.midastouch.com. I love it. I love it. All right. After show time. Thank you all so much. I, 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 November 7th, a lot of the victories, I'm telling you, that this community coming together plays a major part in that helping the activists, helping the people on the ground, supporting and bolstering their work. And a special shout out, by the way, to all of the activists on the ground. Mm -hmm. None of this is possible without you. And you all did such a great job. And, And that's the hard work, rolling up your sleeves, doing the voter registrations. Thank you for all the work that you do to all the activists out there who do their voter registration and who and do all that hard work. Thank you so much. All right. See you next time on the Midas Touch podcast. Thank you all so much. Jordy, take it away. It's Patreon. Shout out to the Midas Mighty. <laughs> Bye, everybody. The
At Midas Touch, we are unapologetically pro-democracy and we demand justice and accountability. That's why we're spreading our message to Convict 45. That's right, gear up right now with your Convict 45 tees and pins at store.midastouch.com. That's store.midastouch.com.